What's up, everybody? Another episode of the Straight Cut coming to you from West End Cigars inside the Members Lounge. Middle Members Lounge. I'll get that out eventually. Uh, I am Aaron, and I am rolling solo in Little Rock tonight, but that doesn't mean I'm rolling, rolling solo on the show altogether. So who else do we have? We have Kevin. Hi, uh, Mr. Chow's online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you like, we, we I, you know, so here's the thing. Tomorrow in in our real time is May 1st. So yep. we have a show dropping tomorrow in real time, which I totally forgot that tomorrow is the anniversary of our very first show dropping four years ago. So, so like the the two co-hosts I've had in my life aren't here, but my third one is. So you, you are filling in the role of the anniversary of that is coming up. So congratulations. <laughs> Actually, when was the? How long has it been since I've been on with you guys? Oh, it's been at least two years. Two years on and off. Like after yeah. the first time, I was like, "This, this is nice," but don't know what else I could contribute to until you guys came up with the "Let's review a cigar." Yeah, yeah. Pop. I mean, it, it. Yeah, I mean, we. You've been on every month for the past two and a half years at least. So nice. Well, that's another thing to add to my resume then. There was even there was even a time when I was looking, you know, before Steve came back, so a year plus ago, changing the logo yeah. again to adding you and Josh to it. But <laughs> the guy who did our original logo, like he's just gone. Like I don't know where he is. His Instagram is okay. couldn't find him anymore. Yeah. I emailed him because I've got a bunch of stuff drawn from just for like me and Mo and also other people and, and our, our stuff like that, yeah. but like just like vanished. I was like, all right, well, <laughs> there's that. So that's when we switched to just the, that old school mic uh, of, what, of what it is now. So got rid of the cartoon altogether and, and became that. Uh, that's so. a shame. I mean, I'm sure one of our, one of our listener what is kind of talented <laughs> enough, able to fill in that spot, but you know, that is, that is through Aaron. That is, that is something I can't do. Can you draw anything? I can't draw at all. You know what? I, I used to be quite well at sketching when I was little. Like, give me a, I, I don't know why. One of the things we used to do as a kid is redraw our Pokemon cards, but like yeah. blow it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, so, like, so like, but never like freehand sketching. I never got that good, but I could trace the shit out of, you know. <laughs> any image you give me yeah like more mainly cartoon like tracing i got you know working you know 10 years at a tattoo shop you pick up a few things and i was i've yeah. never been able to draw freehand style but there was a few times where like somebody would want to come in and get a piece of flash and i would know him and he and like i would trace it out see how it was and more times than not they wouldn't use that piece they would have something else but i have yeah. done i've drawn two tattoos that my friends have gotten that were just Sailor Jerry Flash transferred over. So it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't like anything that I did. And then I did one tattoo that was just horrible. <laughs> it was not good at all. It was supposed to be like a little um like an old school like whiskey bottle, like with the one with like the triple X's on it. And, oh yeah. And yeah. it came out to me, it looks like one of those salsa dishes that you get at some Mexican restaurants where you can like pour your own salsa. 
Like that's extra hot. Like that's what it came out to be. It's so bad. And I actually tattooed it on him and I was like, dude, this sucks. I'm sorry. It's like, if you ever want to get it covered, like (laughs) you cover it, you're not going to hurt my feelings. I mean, honestly, on the, it's different canvas, you know, on the skin versus on the paper. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know if I ever shown you my tool tattoo on my left shoulder on the back of uh, back of my left shoulder. You got a tool tattoo? Like yeah. Oh, so fuck. I didn't the, know that. So I, I, I'll text it to you in a bit, but yeah. it's, so it's their traditional eye logo. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the one to the front, um, but the guy that I went to, he is, his name is Ken Broken. If anyone's in New York you and you're into tattoo, you must see if you could get a session with him because he is he first of all he doesn't do color yeah but he will shade the hell out of your skin look just like your skin yeah but on top of your skin uh and he basically kind of sketched it or or he yeah he sketched the logo with the eye and then there's like little eyes on the bottom all around on the bottom side then he kind of layer it with a texture almost like brick like cracking oh, okay you know yeah and then the the way once you shade the eyeball it looked like it's you can see your glare through it so it's 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 awesome how have i known you for so long i had no idea you had a tool tattoo i mean i don't really take my shirt off outside <laughs> you know, or, or when we met up <laughs> so it's is it like from the album like the early 2001 album era the uh laturus or whatever it is Lateralis. Lateralis. Yeah. Lateralis. Is it is it like that? Got, like that one? Yes, very similar. I, okay. gotta, I can't find my phone. I just realized is it I don't because, know where my phone is. is it oh, because, there it is. I was say, is it because it's being used right now to video us? <laughs> no. <laughs> that'll be the day. You know, that'll be the day when I'm officially older than Mark. Dude, I was looking for my glasses one day, looking all over the yep. fucking house, and I couldn't find them. And I was fucking wearing them. Like, it just, I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I know. Like, I'm a, I'm a lot to handle sometimes. And she was like, they're on your face. I was like, fuck. Sorry. Well, how, how long did it take Mo to realize you were looking for your glasses? Oh, like instantaneously. Like she was so disappointed. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, it God. would it would be something if she was looking help, helping me look for him as well. So I just sent you the okay. text via Instagram, okay. and you tell me how badass this guy is. Yeah, and also it's great for audio podcast. By oh the yeah, way. it's it's what we <laughs> that is what we do best. We do all visual aspects into. <laughs> oh shit! Right. How? I think you should repost it on the Straight Cup podcast just so people can see it. Yeah, yeah. When this comes out, I'll definitely do that. Oh, that is badass. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, definitely stonework. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> and then if you go to see his other things, he goes from he's very he's very into like fantasy, medieval, yeah, um, angels, demons, and all that stuff. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so awesome. Highly yeah, I recommend you, this guy. Yeah, check him out. Yeah, I had no idea that you were a uh, that you're a big Tool fan. Well, I mean, you're wearing a Deftone shirt now, which is, you know, one of my one of my favorites. So, uh, hell yeah, yeah. Well, mainly, mainly, honestly, Mainer anything Mainer does, Mainer uh, yeah, who's the leasing on Tool, the Tool Perfect Circle, Pussifer, and then his collaboration with a few other, uh, it's amazing. 
Did you know he had a collaboration? He had a cameo in one of the 30 Seconds of Mars song. Really? Like back in 2001 or 2003. I don't know that. Me neither until very recently. Like I was like, shit, 20 years in the making, and I just realized this, this is a thing. And it, it was good. I'm not that big fan of 30 Seconds of Mars, but... You know, yeah, he made I mean, that song. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like I like some of their stuff. Like it's it's definitely not like all my all my favorite shit. But uh, there's some there's some that are are good. I I do like Jared Leto as an actor though, which is weird. Certain certain movies, yeah. he does it really really well. Yeah, like certain. Uh, when he played uh, John Lennon's killer, I forget the movie that was. Uh, yes, he was he was good in that um, one. Even his campy stuff, like the uh, where he plays the Yakuza guy. Have you seen that one? Yes. I mean, that was yes. like it's not a good movie, but it's good at the same time. Like, I think he tried to go the Keanu Reeves realm yeah, for a little bit. Yeah. Oh, that's what. It, yeah, I got those same vibes. Like he wants to be yeah. Keanu 2.0, but like Keanu is like actually a real nice guy, and he's amazing. Yeah. And but like the other one, uh, he's just he's a little creepy. Like, like uh, yeah really yeah i mean i don't know the guys i never like he, he really he's he's was had, not on he, my map he's that had much. some questionable like like love interests that are a little on the young side like just you know how it is got it borderline okay. yeah, yeah. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you uh what are you what are you smoking tonight oh yeah so right so we're doing the month of April box on the very last day of April. That's or how when we, this comes out. That's how we do. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and this will come out in the middle of May. <laughs> perfect. Um, so in this box, I'm not picking the middle cigar. Uh-huh. Um, I'm doing this new boutique brand called Lovely. Uh, by Lovely Cigar. The cigar, it's called Ain't It Lovely. And the size is Elegante, 6x52. It's a medium profile with Ecuadorian wrapper, Mexican binder, and a Nicaraguan filler. Um, I call BS on medium because it's spicy as hell. I'm feeling the nicotine down my throat already. <laughs> I love it, but it's not medium. Just saying. Or at least personal preference. Yeah, yeah. I need to try that out. Uh, and I am what about doing, you, Mr. Median? <laughs> so I am actually doing the middle to, to one tonight, yeah. and I actually had the cigar uh, Friday night because we had a room, ah. we had a room one on one event, and I'm doing the room one on one Golden Bucket uh, Robusto, um, and that is it. Like, there's no information. Like, there's no cost for it. There's no blend summary for what it is. There, it's just Un- undisclosed, unattainable. unattainable. <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't say unattainable. It is a it. So our rep says it's an event only cigar. The more you yeah. buy, the more you get. I say, well, I actually just got one, and he's like, well, other than that, I was like, well, then it's not unattainable. Um, but but no. yes, it, evidently it is not for sale. Sale, but uh, it is. They they classify it as as an event only cigar. So that's fair. I mean, I'm saying unattainable because under MSRP. That's what LCC put as unattainable. <laughs> mm, yeah, 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 no problem. No cost. So I don't know. So technically what this cost uh, for the person Friday was 10 cigars because they you buy 10, um, you got this one. So if you want to put a price on it, it's about $100. <laughs> so, all right. So that's, that's what it was. 
But well, it's... we know a group that's looking for these like madmen. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we we only had, I think we only had like a bundle or so to give away. It was, mm. and, we, and we blew through the we blew through them pretty quickly. But uh, but uh, that's how we do with Vince, you know. But, was Boofy there? No, he he uh, he actually recorded a video for us um, because the um, Daruma that we're supposed to be highlighting uh-huh. didn't get shipped out in time, so we didn't have the Daruma. So he uh, we were doing like some pre-sale box stuff, and he just recorded a video or whatever. I mean, it's it's one of those things like shit happens. It's gonna get lost in translation, lost in luggage, or lost somewhere else. But we'll get it. Um, Eventually, but see how it is. But no, he shot a video. It was cool, you know, just a chill, yes. chill night, watch hockey and stuff like that, and you know, that's what we did. Nice, nice. Well, uh, you had a, quite a few events throughout the month of April, if I remember correctly. Right? So we we had one, we had one late, late March or maybe like the first of April, and then the last, mm-hmm. and the last, like it was. There might have been two in the month, but they were they were they're definitely spread out like in the yeah in the in the month from beginning to end. Like our next one, uh, the way next month is shaping up, it's so crazy. So we're not going to do one actually in May. We're going to do it Jan, June second. So almost said January, June second, and I don't even know who that one is. I forget. But then the big one is going to be with Steve in July, I believe, July or August. We're gonna do a big CA, CAO general event. So. Oh, nice. Well, if he has any of those Amazon base, and you know. Yeah, hopefully, just, we'll get, hopefully we'll get some of those. I, I need a box. <laughs> I've been I've been loving the uh, the America, the America or American. I forget what it's actually called, but the the small barber pole one. I've been yes. I've been digging the hell out of that. Nice. You know what? I haven't. I truly have not given CAO its proper uh, dues. Yeah. Uh, other than the Amazon Basin, I don't, I can't even think of other cigars I ever tried. I know you guys have been blasting about the the, the, the flags, like the Italias yeah. and, and the Brazilian stuff. Yeah. I believe I smoked in the past, but it was just like, you know, it went over my head because I was that deal of a smoker before. Yeah, like the flag series, I love those. And then, like, I mean, when I first started getting into cigar, CAO was kind of the staple. Like the the cigar shop I went to, they they were had a they were a huge general line. I don't well, I don't know if mm. CAO was with General at the time, but they had a huge CAO presence. So like the flavors, I actually smoked a lot of those. The uh, the Brasilia, the Soprano edition, the MX two, all that stuff. Like I've been a huge. CAO fan and the Rod- Rodriguez family from the from the get go, and I yeah I've always enjoyed it. But the the one that I think you would like would be the uh, piston and the um, spark plug. Those are two that you need to look out for. Well, mm, how about this? Once I get my OT paycheck, I'll hit you up. And like we always do, here's a hundred bucks. Throw in whatever you think I should smoke. <laughs> I, I can, I can do that. I can do that. Has uh, has work yeah. slowed down for you any? Because I know it was like fucking nuts for a while. Uh, no. As a matter of fact, next week I'll have my regular two days off. But two, uh, so I have the Wednesday and Thursday off. Friday and Saturday I'm working from seven a.m. to eleven p.m. both days. 
So I'm working seven oh, shifts. Fuck that. Next week. <laughs> that sounds just yeah. miserable. Miserable. It is. It is. 27 more weeks left. 27 more checks. I'm counting down. <laughs> and then and then it's California? And then it's California. Oh, uh. shit. I just burned myself. <laughs> you did not see that. So is that is that 27 weeks or, or are you bi-weekly? I'm weekly, so 27 uh, more 27 weeks. 27 weeks. <laughs> All right. Yes. Dude, being paid weekly is awesome. I'm paid weekly. It's you don't have to budget as much, you know. Yeah. Like I've done bi-weekly before. For somehow, even if I do plan out how much to spend or how much not to spend, by the end of that cycle, I'll be moneyless. Like I'm like, where the hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like first, I don't know how. First paycheck meal. It's like lobster. Give me all that shit. <laughs> that day thirteen, day fourteen. You're like, all right, oh. I'm, ha- I'm having microwave hot dog with with, <laughs> with a cup of water. It's like that little patch of grass looks green right now. <laughs> I might just go. <laughs> so, so Mo Mo's old old work, uh, they were paid monthly. You want to talk about getting your budgeting on- online? Oh my god! Like I don't was, know how people do live yeah, like that. Like it was fine for us because you know, I mean, we we've had savings and shit like that. So you just the way we do our finances, it, it doesn't affect us. But like for people who get paid, like when you get your first check and you have to wait a month, like that's I mean, that's hard to do for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, uh, especially for younger generations who lives checks check to check. Yeah, that that will that will be the death of them, honestly. Oh yeah, yeah, just one of those things. But like, where are where are you? Tell her tell her where we are. So, we, so like we wanted this I, to be like an ambient podcast kind of thing, and that's what it is. So you get the ambient noise of uh, of a cigar you get shop, the New York City. yeah, New York City vibe. Yeah, so cool. so what what shop are you at today? So I'm at my lovely da- home shop, Davidoff, Brooklyn. Um, it's so it, it's been raining like crazy this past whole week into next week. So everybody's just hanging out inside. Yeah, they're all indoors. So I was hoping because it's raining that much, nobody will leave their house. Yeah, but I think people are just looking for a reason to leave their house and stay indoor at the same time. <laughs> Just a, a change of scenery, but gotta get, but gotta stay indoors at the same time. Yeah, it has been a, it has been a wet ass uh, spring so far down here. Like it has been, like we, last week, one day mm-hmm. we got, I think four inches of of rain in one night. Like the ground just can't take any more rain. Like it is saturated. <laughs> There's like little pools everywhere. Like it's yeah. to the point now where like we don't. We we don't utilize our yard backyard because it's got the big ass hill, but we have that retain wall with a, yep. with a little spot. We just want to concrete the whole damn thing, just because it just it just the the rain just stays there because we, and we have like a French drain, but it does not do anything. I'm like fuck it, it's like just concrete the whole thing and and we'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah, I'm I love well, rain. I love gray rainy weather. It's my favorite. I'm just tired of the after effects of it. <laughs> like I'm done. Well, you know what? Uh, this year specifically, it kind of like there's a little like uh, nostalgia feeling to these rains now because I remember growing up um, in like my early teens, 
uh, springtime, like April or into like early May, these rains will have be like a sheet of rain. Yeah. It's great, but that smell, yeah. I think, is beautiful. But then when high school hit, I kind of like that disappeared. Yeah, I, I don't. You don't really get that. Sorry. <laughs> no. I, so I, you don't really. Get that. Yeah, I get that. I think it's because it, like like once you hit the high that high school, like you're. I, it's almost like because you're around more buildings and shit as opposed to being younger and you're just out wherever. So like rain on the ground is way different than rain on like asphalt. Like rain on asphalt is like putrid smelling. True. Well, I mean, but today when I was walking towards, you know, go to America and coming back and then come on my way out to the lounge while it's raining, I'm just, I'm just getting that hit of nostalgia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. feeling. Yeah, Are they, they I, say, I mean, they say like the like smell is the biggest conductor of memories. True. So, yep. Well, I'm trying to can't think. wait to smoke that cigar. That reminds me of my first one day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what I just put down the thing. What else is in the box? So there is something in here I'm interested to try is the West Side Story. Have you had the West Side Story yet? So like you had the uh, I, I mentioned if you had how many events you had this month because april has been a month of i feel like i'm at a convention like i met with i did i did two events with uh, fine tobacco nyc yeah. both of them were launch events the first one was actually launching the west side story oh was it okay yeah so we had both uh chris and um uh, Jeff Amendola in town with Jesus and uh, Jesus Martinez and Dave, who rose for them and uh, helped them create the blend where they're at the event. So there's actually two of them. There's the bat, which is your, uh, which is included in the bat uh, in the package. It consists of a Mexican San Andreas wrapper, Indonesian binder, Dominican Nicaragua, and the filler. And then there's the blade or like a switch blade, that's the same binder filler, but uh. Brazilian Arapiraca wrapper. Oh, okay. And yeah. And so I think they shipped these out before they had the secondary band because there'll be either two bats or two switchblade on the bottom. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's cool. So after that, two weeks after that, you, uh, unconventionally, we did another launch party for artisan de tobacco's el pulpo which was last week yeah. and that was chef kiss you know oh, such a great <laughs> cigar yes so in between that uh we have mimi from the lcc discord she came all she, who's gonna be my new neighbor after i moved by the way she's in sacramento all right she came to visit new york made a little pissed out before heading down to uh, Carolina for Carolina Cigar Week or Charlotte Cigar Week. So we went to Sanja's Smoke Shop. I don't know if you ever heard of them, but he does the SP1040. Hmm. The band that almost like had that Cohiba in the background, but with the face instead. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I have seen that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we went to him, and boy, he is deep rooted in the industry for 34 plus years really like he has stories and honestly if we if you ever going to do another leadership 
that will be he will be my nominate uh, nominate for the next person because between starting a shop and he has many other businesses, but he's thriving in all of them somehow. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll reach out to him. And everything. Yeah, I've, I've always seen this cigar because I've always been interested just on the band alone. Where I've never yeah. seen it up close, but like it looks like one of those like Easter Island, like it's almost like um. So it's like, I believe, I don't know his story background of it. If you get him on, he'll tell you. But from my perspective, it looked like a outline of his face. Okay. Because he's Southeast Asian. Uh, it's either that or the Stonehenge. I don't know which one. He okay. bought it, modeled uh, behind yeah. with a little uh, Cohiba black, yellow, white yeah. uh, background in the back. Yeah. yeah. So he trademarked that. So he's he's not in copy infringement you know, zone. <laughs> last week me and steve went to a gas station before we went and played golf and i saw they uh, had like a little cigar section behind the counter so i was looking at them and they had a uh like a like a humi bag of mm. like i think it's called like cuban select and it looked like the straight knockoff cohiba <laughs> band and i was like i was leaving i was like damn i should have bought those like i would have smoked like we should have smoked those on the course just to see just how much how dog shit they were <laughs> But I was, I was like, I can only imagine like people buying those, thinking like they're the real ones. Oh, oh, uh, on the beach in Mexico, man. Oh, you dude. get a lot of those. Don't you? <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I've been on a lot of cruises. I've bought a lot of cigars off the beach. Um, yeah. You know, I remember when I bought my first Cuban, quote unquote, came in that glass top humidor and everything, and I was all ecstatic and shit like that. But this was, you know, before I really got into the cigar industry and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I smoked it. I probably smoked half beetle. <laughs> I mean, it was, oh my God. No, no telling, no telling what was in it. But yeah. I think, I mean, I, I've bought so many, I don't want to say so many. I've bought a few definitely beach style, uh, Cubans. I thank God. I'd never, I was smart enough not to like pay those guys mine. <laughs> they were close to tricking me, into, but yeah. I was like, no, no. Oh, hell, um, me and Steve, I mean, just this past time, me and Steve, when we were on the beach at like a private beach, a guy came up holding wow. a box of Monte Cristos uh, trying to sell them. And I was on the, I, I was like half asleep, just, you know, drunk and everything. And I saw him talking to him. So afterwards, I was like, hey, what were, what were they? He was like, they're Monty's. He was like, they're pretty good fake ones, but they were, they were still fake. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, it's a good thing he didn't stop me because I would have been like, yeah, sure, I'll take one. Why not? Um, but lastly, I met one other person that is a pretty huge idol of mine. Uh, Jeremy Castagli came to town. Really? Yes. So, first of all, if, if you know, we, you, I know you guys have been talked about it. I talked about it. Our beautiful friend from Cal, uh, from LA, Frank, yeah. was the first person to introduce that to you guys. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. So, he came to town. He did a, a meet and greet at Barclay Rex the day after the El Purpo event. Yeah. Damn, you did have him back to so, back. Yeah. And that day I was shot because somehow he talked me into staying, hanging out until like 3 a.m. But this guy, when he talks, I swear to God, I could listen to him talk for hours between the stories yeah. and just his voice. Yeah. 
Yeah, whenever you, whenever you get that, both those combined, yeah, it makes a makes for a deadly combination when you're like, man, future me is gonna be so pissed at present me. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no. That so that didn't end. So that was a Wednesday. I hung out with him till three a.m. Me and one of the guys, and then he basically he he was leaving the next day on Thursday. But he said before he leave, he's like, I always want to wanted to go visit the 9-11 memorial museum yeah i was like you know what i'll meet you at the at at their uh he we we set up at 10 10 a.m so i basically went home took a small little nap and then met up with them <laughs> yeah i somehow woke up got there on time we met up and just going through the museum with him and hearing his side his version of what he's uh, uh, what he hears yeah. uh, when that happened was so interesting. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I mean, we, we've all had those nights where you're like, you don't want the party to end, but it's just like, I, I'm starting to see cross-eyed and and, and shit Correct. like that, and like, like I want I want tomorrow to be enjoyable as well, <laughs> like just not to be dead or, dead to rise. Well, you know what's messed up is that Thursday is the the pairing of um, the Stone Throne. Oh, right. I slept straight through it. I woke up at like 11 p.m. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Thank God Mark didn't send me that cigar because I would it would have been a waste. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, I mean, it's, hey, I mean, when your body tells you you need to slow down, you just need to slow down. It's like. So today we did our uh, our fifth D and D session today. Oh, nice! So we we rolled for you know five and a half hours, and everybody left about three thirty four o'clock. And I just got the new uh, Star Wars game, the Jedi Survivor. Oh, well, look, you're not gonna have a life, man. Oh my god! So I started playing that, and then my eyes just like started crossing. So I turned it off, and I, I then I actually put on. <laughs> I put on Empire Strikes Back just to like watch it. Yeah. Because Mo was outside working, playing with her plants and water. And she's a she's a plant girl now, so she's watering all the plants nice. and shit like that. And then I just like I'm dead. Like I wake myself up from just like hardcore snoring. Like I was on my back and I wake up and it's six ten. I was like, oh fuck, I gotta go. <laughs> Oh my god! So I'm like, and that, and at the same time, like I'm reading the text, like uh, Steve can't make it, Mark's still out of town. So I'm like, all right, fuck it, it's me, me and Kev, we're rolling solo tonight. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, but like, yeah, it it like today, yeah, yeah, today took it out of me. So I've like, I got that power nap in, and then you know when we leave here, I'll swing by and actually get some food and everything but like so we we took a little break uh right before like Mm. our combat started in in the game and uh i found out a couple weeks ago like everybody in our group minus mo loves arby's like i fucking love arby's but she is not the biggest arby's fan because she's always like how are these arby's staying in business who is keeping in business well it ends up being everybody in our fucking group is so i go to arby's (laughs) to pick up an order for seven people by myself Oh my god! That was, that was an experience because I'm like I got like the drinks, I've got the bags. I'm trying to like not spill shit in her car, (laughs) and then I have to drive back home. I was like, this was, this is not a good idea. And then like the person working there, she was like, 
why are you doing this by yourself? Where's your friends at? I was like, uh, it's a long story. You're not going to understand. <laughs> like, they're, they're off fighting some orcs right now. So. You're on an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> so. so speaking of adventure, I came across this interview with uh, uh, for Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, and they were saying that it was it was rated PG thirteen. Yeah. So in each movie, yeah, they, they could have slipped a slip a f word into it and yeah. get away with it. Yeah, you get one, you, you get you get one f bomb in a PG thirteen. I I saw the same thing. Like, where would you put it? Like exactly. Oh man, and like the 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 options that Mary and Pippin gave were oh, that was beautiful. Were so good. <laughs> But I've always liked, like, get it out, like, in the very beginning. Like, the very first Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. And whenever whenever uh, Frodo is talking to to uh, Gandalf, and he's like, all right, keep your secrets. If he just drops, like, all right, keep your fucking secrets. <laughs> just, <laughs> like, like, that would change the, the, the map altogether on, <laughs> on that show. Yeah, like. I was going to. I was gonna say we're on a fucking adventure. <laughs> or like at the end, at the end, like for fucking Frodo. Yeah. For fuck, and then everybody just chant for fucking Frodo. Would that considered as one, or that would be multiple? Oh, if, if everybody says it at one time. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Like that's. I mean, I guess it would have to be like in unison. So the other night, the other night, like it was. Wednesday night, nine o'clock, and I wanted to watch a movie, and I see that on HBO, uh, the King's oh. Speech was, was was on HBO Max. And I was like, oh, I fucking love the King's Speech. I'll watch that. And Mo's like, why are you watching this epic movie late at night? I was like, it's not an epic movie. Like this is a good like, it's a it's a beautifully shot movie. So whenever that was up for Oscar nomination, have you have you seen the movie? Yes. I so have. so. Yeah. So when it was up for Oscar Oscar nomination, they took it, they put it back out into theaters, but they got rid of the one section whenever King George is like, fuck, fuck, fuckity fuck, bitch, all that whole thing. Like they got that, they took out that section so they could label it as PG-13 so more people could see it since it was up for an Oscar nomination. Uh, but then I was like, I was like, I man, mean, that like that part of the movie is like pivotal. Like you need that scene. <laughs> To show like yeah, how it, you, I mean, how you don't stutter and, and stop, yeah, yeah, like whenever you when right. you're just cussing that way. Oh man! Now it, it really it, it kind of opened up that gate of you looking at all the PG thirteen movie now. Yeah, and just wondering like what else is PG thirteen that never you know utilized that f bomb and could get away with it? Right? Oh, I know. It's like even like. Even like movies like I think it's Get Shorty or whatever, or Be Cool. I think it was Be Cool or something, and they utilize it, but they tell it in the form of like they 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 have this same conversa- conversation, like oh you are, you're allowed one one f bomb in a PG thirteen movie, and he says it during that. I was like oh that's super meta, like that is, he he uses it describing <laughs> it in something else. But yeah, there's if. If there was like, if there was like a Disney movie, 
like evidently, evidently, oh it, it's God. evidently it's done in like a Marvel movie coming up, the newest uh, Galaxy of the Gardens of the Galaxy. Yes, they. I heard. I saw that they were going to use the first F bomb or something like that. So like, I I haven't seen it yet, but like, I wonder if it's if it's real or if they're just bullshitting or whatever. Well, I mean, if it's a Disney movie, like. Uh, like the live action Cruella or Mulan, yeah, all PG thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if it if it came in like, like a cartoon version, like Hundred One Dalmatians, like <laughs> in the middle of a song? That would be great. Just throw that in there. <laughs> yeah. Cruella fucking Deville. <laughs> yeah, like. Uh... I mean, what's crazy is like. So Deadpool is part of like that intellectual property now. And so it's Correct. weird like seeing Deadpool on like Disney Plus. Is normally it's just the, the normal <laughs> stuff and then it's like oh Deadpool like yeah that's not <laughs> that's not your normal yeah, Disney think, adventure. Was that rated R when it came out? I, I don't Deadpool? know what was oh, the yeah. rating for Deadpool. Oh yeah, it was it was R all, R all the way. So that's that's oh, like kind of how uh the the last Wolverine was Logan. Well, that yes, Old Man Logan. That you have to, you can't, you can't censor Old Man Logan. Even the comic is actually the movie is a toned down version of the comic. Yeah, yeah. Have you have you seen the black and white version of it? No, there's a black and white version. Dude, of that? it's it's almost like a like a Kurosawa movie. It's so good. Huh. Yeah. It's like, it's just like, it's like one of those old epic samurai movies. Like it's, it changes it. It changes it all. Okay. I will put on my, put on my list. I'll put on my queue list. Yeah, that's good. I think it was on, I think it came on the DVD. So it's got to be out there somewhere where you can, where you can watch it. I'm Asian. I could stream it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I haven't bought. I haven't bought a DVD in so long. So I've never. I've never done a VPN, but like whenever I see a commercial for a VPN, and they're like, and like they go to like Netflix on like the anime section or whatever, I'm like, holy shit! Like I need to. Yeah. Ut- I need to ut- utilize this. Well, that's the thing. When it's a VPN on televised on a, on a commercial. That's not an official VPN. You know, people track that sh- people track that shit somehow. There's those CD website that you have to close multiple pop-up. That's the type of website you want to be on. <laughs> the, the underbelly VPN. <laughs> yeah. So I just started oh. watching a new one, which you, you might have watched. But uh, One Punch Man. Oh, man. The greatest... The greatest, uh, what I say, the greatest, um, damn, what is that word I'm looking for? It's such a satire of a uh, of a show. Yeah, I, I had no I had no idea what it was going into it. So I was like, oh, let me just give this a try. So it's it's not, it's just a sub version, not a dub. And that's what I honestly prefer. Okay. I, I prefer subbed over a dubbed. Um, but, like, I went in totally blind. And I'm like, oh, like he can like just destroy everything in one punch. Like, let's see how this happens. But I'm only like three or four episodes in. I'm like, all right, this is okay. this this is good. I like I like this. 
Okay, yeah, you will you will enjoy this because it's easy to watch. It's really easy to kind of like just you don't have to pay attention to anything really. Yeah, it was, it was like a good background background show. Yep. Yeah, sub kind of makes sense. Uh, other yeah, other than uh, other than I couldn't understand what we what he was being said. <laughs> uh, you alright with that? Um, sorry. Oh yeah, it was, it was my, using my lighter in my hand. Fidgeting. So how do you? What you think about the golden bucket? I know you smoked it. Yeah, uh, I like. I like it. That? I mean, it's it's as good as the first one I had. Um, I wish I knew what the blend was because it's it's a pretty mild one, um, and it's got it's got some tannin to it because like it is making my mouth dry. Um, so I I don't know what it is. Like I've I've blown through my bottle of water. I wish I had another one, um, but it's good flavor <laughs> flavor on it. I, I, I like it. I mean, that's, you know, nothing, I got nothing bad I can say about it unless, I mean, except you just can't get any more of them, but how's uh, how's your spice bomb? Um, you know what? It's like, I feel like AJ made this cause they front load the cigar with spice. Yeah. After that initial, like one inch, one and a half, it just kind of mellows out right now. It's, pretty pleasant i'm trying to find the uh the card but i can't I have it. it so this is an msrp at 11 bucks i would get that for sure it's an easy smoke so i definitely would get that yeah well, but other than that there's the they had the principal aviator series yep the petite uh control volant so it's like it's like the the Pegasus shape mm-hmm. in uh, Villa Castagli. Uh, there's the La Palina Kill Bill Two, and then the last thing you mentioned, the Amandola West Side Story, the Bat. So it's a it's a nice little little packet. Yeah. Like three out of the five I have not even seen before. I'm I'm interested to uh, try that uh, the Aviator. Because the other times we've got it, it's always come in that big fucking, that big boy. It's like a three-hour smoke. Yeah, yeah like it's, it's, like good, it's good, but it's just like at the after a fact, you're just like, I'm done. You're like, tired. Yeah, I, don't, I can't do it anymore. So that one having that size, because I've always enjoyed the flavor, but the size is yeah. like, I just, it's not, it's it gets lost on me, so. So fun fact that I learned this past week, this size of the aviator that, that, um, the Pegasus size, or for Castagli is the Cottontail. Yeah. Only, only Castagli and uh, Principal Cigar have this mold. Really? Because they use the same factory same, yeah, oh, same in mold? Costa Rica. Okay. Yeah. And they're only reserved for these two brands, so there's no other brand that comes out with that specific, like, that trumpet-ish uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, only, the only thing I, I've seen close to it, but it's... It's not the same one, but it's the uh, the Ashton VSG. Um, I forget what the forget which one that they have, but it's that kind of chode, chubby, perfecto style. But, yeah, yeah. Um. Well, the the flying pig or the feral flying pig yeah, is feral, like a very similar feral, shape. Yeah. But they're they're more of a sausage link. Yeah. Than like a trumpet. 
Yeah, the one and like I, I I've never liked the the one that has like they always have like that nipple on the end because the first draws are always so fucking tight. <laughs> I mean, I'll I, I'll clip that sh- I'll clip that shit off just to just to get it burn right the first time. I don't I don't I don't like dicking with those. So when it's like that nipple on the end, what uh, what you want to do is when you uh, you want to puff that first first light. So that's like a little taste of just just a wrapper leaf. It's almost like a shaggy foot when you when you want to puff it, it's just a puff without the wrapper. This is the opposite of it. Yeah, yeah. I've but yes, I, I get that. <laughs> I definitely I'm definitely like fuck that. Cut it, cut it, and, <laughs> and get and just get going. Yeah, man. which is uh, why I can't be taken seriously as a, as a cigar guy because I do that. <laughs> oh well, to each to each their own. Well, right? Yeah, exactly. So I watched my I watched my first um, hockey game. Okay, like I sat down and I actually watched it. Uh, I went to uh, Cigar Den. Uh, three weeks ago, they, the and it was the Devils versus the Rangers. Okay, what a good night that was. Yeah. I, so I didn't. I, I, dude, hockey is something where like it doesn't get a hell of a lot of play in Arkansas, just because we don't have anything hockey team wise mm-hmm. here anymore. We used to have two minor leagues, but I've always loved hockey. I've watched so much goddamn hockey in the past two weeks. Like, I've watched more hockey in the past two weeks than I have in years. And, like, hell, me and Steve watched three games last night. Holy crap. Like, we were, he came over at six, watched two, like, two full games. And, like, while one was in intermission, we were watching another game. So, like, three games. Like, hell, I'm watching Florida Boston right now in front of me. I mean, it's just like, and it's game seven. I've said it so many times. Like, there's nothing better than a game seven in hockey. Like it's, it's amazing. You need to make sure you get to a game. Bef- like, I guess you can't. Well, 27 weeks season might start. Yeah, up again. Season will probably start Maybe. up again. <laughs> like, I mean, I'll be here the whole month of October. So I don't yeah. know when's like the play. Yeah, they, th- they will start up again. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll be starting up. They'll be, they'll be playing again. So, okay. and, and what's nice is like, you have your options. You have, you have Rangers, Islanders, or or Devils. I could I could go to the Devil, but I I won't wear their jersey though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. But what it was kind of a little mind boggling tour. So because I don't know if you've seen if you saw that game. I believe it was like first or second game what they were playing and the last three minutes i think the ref was just on something but they, they were they were just like kicking everyone off the field basically <laughs> I, didn't I did not understand that no i didn't i didn't i didn't see that one yeah at the end it was like four versus five or something like that but oh yeah just going, yeah going into the to a, a yeah a, a power play and everything yeah, it was weird. <laughs> so I'm definitely gonna get a little bit more into it to see, like, to understand the game more, not yeah. just bashing each other at each other. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, I mean, it's action paced the whole time. It doesn't slow down often. I mean, once you learn the rules and what the markings on the on the ice mean, it becomes a little more, 
cohesive. Like there was still like this past week, well, Wednesday or Thursday, Steve and Mark came up and we were watching the the Golden Knights game, and there was still like questions. Like I didn't know. I was like, I, I got to look. I look. I got to look to find the answer. And there's. It's just one of those things where I don't watch it enough, but when I do watch it, like I am fully invested. Well, also, I would need to have my pair of glasses because that puck is so hard to keep up sometimes. Yeah. Like, I was – me and Steve were talking last night. I was like, do you think, like, they could still score if the puck was white? I was like, I think their eyesight is so fucking good. Like, they could probably still pick out pick out a puck. Like, and it's so fast. Like, their hand-eye coordination rivals, yeah. like, F1 drivers, I think. Like, it's so good. Uh, <laughs> true. Yeah. That's, oh, speaking of F1, not F1, but I asked, I already, uh, you know, so for people who doesn't know on LCC, they're, they're, uh, a good group of them are really big F1 fans uh-huh. and they have their own F1 chat. They even had a box of, you know, just a little friendly competition, but what happened? What about rally racing? I love rally Dude, racing more. I love, yeah. That, like, I feel like that's more than that's more entertaining than F one. Yeah, I I love F one, and I'm 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 not doing the fantasy this year just because I just didn't have time to. But like, yeah. I would love to go over to like Iceland or Greenland or whatever and watch and actually rally race and stand close to the road and watch rally race. I rally rally drivers, I think, are the the only thing that I think a driver is better at is the Isle of Man TT, which do you know anything about that? The motorcycle race uh, around the Isle of Man? I, yes. I actually saw a clip not too long ago. Speaking of that, uh, the guy had a first person view. So yeah. the camera like right on his, either his helmet or his bike. I don't know. Yeah. But he was zooming through the whole, like, holy shit. That's yeah. scary. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know which one is better. I would say almost, oh, I don't know, that's tough. I can't make the decision. But the Isle of Man TT, it's, 38, it's roughly 38 miles around the island, and they do that lap in 18 minutes. What? Like, they are just flying. Like, there's 80, it's, it's an 86-person race. And there's a, and there's average there's an average of like three deaths a race a, a year. The the road is not that big. No, I mean the road it's just is really like two bikes. You're like bumping yeah. like shoulder to shoulder already, dude. It's Isle of Man is is like how they drive those motorcycles with balls that big. I'll never understand. Like it's just those are pure adrenaline junk, uh, junkies. Like it's crazy. <laughs> 38 miles in 18 minutes. And it's not a straight 38 miles. It's, no, it's through, no, it's through cities that? and through towns and through neighborhoods. Like, like that's the one I saw. It went from neighborhoods to field. And it was like in a snake shaped road. Yeah. And went. I was like, this guy's about to crash. Yeah. Like I it, thought it was a crashing video, but this guy's just zooming. No, through the town. you have to average like 121 miles an hour to, uh, to get that time. Like it's unreal, it's, and but that's why it's it's the most dangerous race out there. I think my heart rate is up just hearing how fast this is going. Dude, there's some really good documentaries on uh, on Isle of Isle of Man TT, and I watched one. Mm. I watched one a couple weeks ago about rally racing, 
um, mm-hmm. and like just a specific era of rally racing, and it was really good. It was on it was on Amazon Prime, um, and it was man, like just seeing those cars just like barrowing into the into people, and like they just fucking keep driving. Like it's unreal. Yeah. Like, like you can't have a you can't have a conscience evidently just to just to fucking go. <laughs> like it's nuts. Yeah, yeah. You're you saying you want to watch it in person? Like as long as you're not on one of the band, I'm all for it. Yeah, be like behind a tree. Like I I would say like I would want to be close enough where I could touch a car as it drives by. Like just brush my fingers across it. Your finger will fly off. Yeah, dude. it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like running the bulls at Pamplona. Like I want to touch a bull. Yeah, yeah. but like but I will join you on that more than staying <laughs> watch a rally race, standing on the band of a rally race. Oh yeah, I, I love rally. Unfortunately, like we just don't we just don't have the 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 not just con- yeah yeah the roads here or the. I don't know, not infrastructure because they just fucking rally wherever. But like, wait, I, I guess like Arkansas would actually be a good rally stage. You got the Ozarks, they got the mountains and stuff, but we just don't have it. I mean, maybe, maybe, we need, we maybe, need Monaco money. Oh God, yeah. Maybe I can turn, I can turn one of our Outbacks into a rally car. You know, <laughs> it's like they're already turbos. You know, just uh, <laughs> four wheel drive turbos. Uh, just. Have at it. So if you're a rally if you're a rally racer, who would you trust enough to be your oh, directional pilot? Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> um who can you trust enough? Okay, so we got a guy here who's a who who's a private pilot. We call Rhino. Him. Oh. I would I would have I would have him. Like I, like if it's somebody that I actually know know that you might know, um you know what? I think Chris would be a good co-pilot. Hmm. I could see that. I could also see him if he has his devilish idea, he'll just fuck with you. Oh, you missed your turn. Oh. Well, but yeah, but he would also know, like, if he doesn't give the directions, like, I'm barrowing into the wall, and he's affected as well. That's what's crazy. Like, like the, the instructions they're giving away... They're given yeah. the instructions like four turns in advance, like not what's coming up next, like what's coming up two turns away. Gotcha. Okay, so I can never have the person I can't have my co-pilot will be Dave. <laughs> he he will tell me to take this exit as you're turning up at to the, the very exit. Last- <laughs> As I'm still on the express lane on the left side. It's like, oh, that's the exit we got to go. Perfect. So one of the, uh, one of the uh, documentaries I was watching for it, they're asking, like, do you watch the race? And he's like, no, I, I watch the paper, and I just feel with my body what turn we've taken. He's like, my, my, my view is, like, on the paper. And then it's just like I just have to feel how we turn, where we are. You know, he said, you know, he'll glance up, but he has to, he has to stay looking at that paper so he doesn't mess up. Holy crap. Because that, the, the driver is just, you know, floored I me mean, and that pedals to the floor yeah. and he's just going. Holy Jesus. 
Okay. Now that video of I don't know if you see it, it's a more of a funny video, but the Indian it was like two Indian guy rally racing. <laughs> yeah. The guy named Sunny who's a driver. Yeah. He, just keep... he was so pissed. Now that his... makes more sense. Yeah, he was just so pissed because he was telling him he was telling him what was what they were just coming, coming up. up on. Yeah. Uh... Like I was watching a rally <laughs> race one time and a uh, a car hit a bird and the bird just like. Pfft, disintegrated just became a gooey mess oh <laughs> but like that's i mean if you're if you're flying blind you at least know what's around the corner then because you have you have like crest right hill yeah. you know you know what's yes coming. and no because you don't know you know it's a corner but you don't know what's the degree you you don't want to turn too much or too little. Well, so they so it it on the paper it tells you like the hard degrees. yeah. Well, it doesn't tell you degree. It tells you the strength of the corner and like it goes from like like zero to ten. So like a five is like a medium turn. A ten is a is a like a hairpin. You know anything is like slight turn. It, it has it has its own dedicated number. Ah. Uh. So that that's the question. Could a could I mean if you're not going balls out. Could two mm. drivers make it around a course blindfolded? Like that's it has to be their home course. Yeah. I think they I think they could do it. If you have the best best team out there in a course where they won't get if they won't get injured, if it's just like a, a line with hay bales or whatever, I they could probably they could probably go around it. Oh, I would pay money to watch that. Yeah, that's like we need we need to pitch that to ESPN Ocho Day. Like, <laughs> well, well, who's, who's not be brave enough to do that, though, right? Uh, I mean, if there's a chance of me not getting injured, I would at least sit in the back, like, <laughs> like, like, still strap me down, give me the helmet, like, I'll, I'll do that. Like, I would love to go, like, do an actual, like, just a lap around a racetrack because mm-hmm. I've the fastest I've ever gone on a vehicle. Uh, it was probably my motorcycle. I hit 150, and that oh, was shit. and that was a lot. And then, whenever I had to rush Mo to the hospital, uh, yeah, the Outback, I looked down and I I touched 121. So a Subaru Outback will hit 120, and I was I was happy with that. And I will say, felt like I was gliding. Fucking dangerous as hell. I admit to that. Like in hindsight, it was not good. But uh, you know, when shit is happening to your loved one, you gotta you gotta get there quick. Oh, yeah. Like, like, oh yeah, no. Like turbo, don't 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 let me down. I think at the end of the day, I think Mo appreciate what you did. Oh yeah, like <laughs> like I I know that she was upset, but I was like, you can you can yell at me. After the fact, like, like it's, we'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, uh, I, you know, the more I wait now, they now these days, like the, the older I'm getting, the more I'm waiting patiently for my next move. The longer the day becomes yeah right and but on but 
on the hindsight, I saw this. I saw this really nice clip that's kind of eye-opening. People ask, "Why does the year feel so much longer when you were younger?" Oh no. So, and the guy basically responded. He's like, "Imagine you were born. That first year is that that's your whole lifetime." Yeah. And as each year passes, that year is a fraction of your whole lifetime. He's like. That yeah. makes you think, right? Oh yeah, like I, like I, I said it to somebody the other day. Like I can't believe tomorrow is May. Like it's this this year is it is flying by. Looking at the bigger picture, but yeah, each each individual day kind of suck right out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the like the the dog days of summer are quickly upon us. Like right now, it's like good weather. Like it, it's it's start the day with a hoodie. And then, mm-hmm. like, the hoodie comes off around 10. Like, okay, it's warmed up enough. Oh, I, I don't know how to dress these days. I have my winter <laughs> coat on with, like, just a regular tee. Uh, it, it's, it's horrendous. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. See, I, I could wear a hoodie year-round. Like, I'm, I'm always cold-natured. Like, I'm just, that's just how I've always been. But like if it's okay. 80, if it's eighty degrees outside, I could be in a hoodie. It doesn't really it doesn't really affect me that much. But like what I don't like is what the Arkansas weather produces is a you know triple digits and it's ninety degrees and you're just like yeah it's wet you're just wet all day you're just uncomfortable. You see that's at a point I thought about or Mark tried to like. Uh, incept the idea of why don't you come live in Little Rock for a couple of years? You know, what since I'm moving, right? Yeah. But that's one main thing I'm trying to get away from is the humidity. <laughs> like I think New York City humidity sucks already, especially all those like greenhouse effects. Yeah. Uh, You're by the ocean and everything, and yeah, you have to take multiple showers on the other day. So oh yeah. Suck. Yeah. But going, I think going to our uh, if I go to Little Rock, like stay there year round, I might just. My water bills are going to go. Oh, I'm like, I I go through so many clothes because automatically, I'm two yeah. I'm two changes of clothes a day. I got work clothes, and then I've got then yeah, I've true. got the normal clothes. But like, what it is come summertime, like now I'm like, it's extra, like I'm changing shirts, changing clothes in the middle of the day, just because I'm just soaked through the stuff. And the worst is working with sawdust and being wet. It creates like a fucking uh, they stick paste. On you. Yeah, like it's just it's just, it's just like why why did I choose this as my profession? Like this is horrible. <laughs> like I could have I could have made better choices in school and actually do something that requires <laughs> me to be in an office. But oh well. well you and me both. I you know I. Did not make the best decision in school. Now I'm stuck with, uh, so my little cubicle office, which is, it's like a pushed out wall, basically. It's covered in carpet. It's fucked up. It's carpeted, and then the wall is also carpeted. It's just muggy, nasty uh, feeling. Just, just, mil- just damp, mildewy smell. Yes. Ugh. And it's, it's black carpet, and without any, like, it was like, 
you get the life on the computer screen and maybe one like small desk lamp. Yeah. But the desk lamp doesn't really do much. At nighttime, especially at nighttime, mosquitoes kills me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one thing that, uh, like, the mos- the mosquitoes here, they're so big they'll carry yeah. you away. Like, they're, just ter- <laughs> they're just pterodactyls in the, in the air. They're so bad. So I remember those those sci-fi B movie with a giant mosquito. So that's just a documentary of Little Rock, right? <laughs> yeah, especially like when you get, get when you get outside the city and going more towards like the Delta area, or like the uh, yeah. like we did an event last Saturday at an old plantation um, from like eighteen hundreds or whatever, and it was cool. I mean, it was nice, but then like the second the sun went down, like the mosquitoes came out, and I was like, this sucks. Like I. Like we gotta get out of here, and just because it's just on like a lake swamp area. I'm like this fucking sucks. Your cigar smoke didn't drive away the mosquitoes. No, if anything, it looked it. It seemed like it was like bringing them in. Like we uh we had to separate all the sticks just to make sure like there was nothing like nothing hitched a ride. Like I a few days after the fact, like there were still a few in my car. Like, like I, I just, I just kept the, uh, I rolled with the windows down the whole way home just to make sure everything got out because it, they get, they get pretty rough down here. I think your sawdust pace is attracting them. Yeah. That, that, that's one thing that I will do is like, if I, you know, go on my own and have my own little shop or whatever, me and Dwight just have our own thing. Like I will definitely like start smoking cigars while I'm at my table saw again, you know, his shop, his rule. So I don't do that. So I, I, during lunch, I, I smoke little ones, uh, you know, out by where I have my little work, my, my lunch desk outside. But like, yeah, during the day, like, Oh my God, I would love to have a cigar just while I'm working. Like that's just, that's primo. So speaking of smoking at work, tell me how bullshit this is. So I work in Times Square, as I mentioned many times. Yeah. Um, weed is decriminalized in New York. Okay. People on the street, on not even on the corner, not even hiding it. They just sit down and was just rolling up a joint. Yeah. So one of those days, about a week ago, I was, I just got out of work, and I just wanted to decompress. So I had a little shorty. I just lit it up. It wasn't a lot of people around me. Nobody paid me any attention. And so I was smoking. Two cops came up to me. They said, hey, you can't smoke here. And then I kind of looked around. Just in my view, I see four different groups, unrelated, four unrelated different groups. Yeah. In my sight, were just puffing or chiefing away. I was like, well, if you can tell those groups to stop, then yes, I will put my cigar out because I'm not bothering anyone, and yeah. that's that's what New York City is becoming right now. It sucks. Well, I mean, do you have any lounges that you can't smoke inside of? Um, no, not in lounges. Oh, uh, so all the lounge, so right here, all the lounges are basically kind of grandfathered in. So okay. Smoking any any cigar lounges. Uh, what happened was a few years back, uh, like six, seven years ago, New York City put a cap on their tobacco license. license. 
Okay. But when so, they like, no new license can, on, be, can be come out? Exactly. Yeah, okay. Or, so, the problem with that is that cap, when, uh, they put that amount on the cap on, but the amount of license that's out there exceeded 40% of that amount already. Yeah. So, like, these little corner shops, uh, like Delhi that carries uh, tobacco products, those are also, or we call it Habibi stores, those yeah. also has these licenses. Yeah. So we need about like 300 of those shops to close down before we could actually apply and open up new lounges. So yeah. we're kind of at a standstill with these are the uh, the only lounges in the city and there's no new lounges. Can, you know, they can't uh, open up any new lounges because of that. So it's, almost, it's kind of like how they do the liquor licenses here where they, they put a cap on liquor licenses. But like if a shop closes, they can then sell their liquor license to somebody else. But when they do that, like it is just skyrocketed price wise. They don't want to even let you do that here. You oh, can't really? even transfer. You can't transfer over. Correct. You can't pr- transfer the name or like the, the the business entity name or whatever. So you had to close down that many shops wow. before. Yeah. So like, what if you so, like, what if you just move? Does that does that does that change it? So like nope, that's it. So like if Martinez wanted to move locations, they so Martinez they're a manufacturer, so it's different. Oh, okay, they're okay. not actually selling. Or technically, they're not selling, right? Yeah. They only do wholesales. So they don't. They have a different license that that isn't under the tobacco retail license. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But like if this lounge, for example, if Davidoff closed down, they want to open up another one, they can't. Really? Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah that's I mean there there's a few things like in Arkansas where it's not like Arkansas tax used to be as bad or worse than, than New York. Like it, it used to be seventy five percent tobacco wow. cigar cigar tax. And it just changed within the past 10, 12 years, maybe or so. So where it's now capped at a dollar, dollar cigar, I think 75 cents, it's 75 cents or a dollar cigar. Like it's capped at that, but it used to be 75%. And there, you just didn't have, you just didn't have lounges opening. So that's why for the longest time in the city, we just had one lounge just because it was like, you just can't make any money. It's, it was just not good business to do that. So when when, they, when everything changed, however many years ago, you know that's where, you know, like we've been open almost ten years now. Like next year will be our ten yeah. year anniversary, and then there's a couple other sh- shops that open up since then. But like, yeah, it's. But the only thing that's different is like, if we were to sell alcohol, we would have to have fifty one percent of our sales coming from from tobacco, and not alcohol. And that's where you get into a problem because like you'll have plenty of bars. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, you have plenty of bars yeah. that you like. They'll have three drinks, but only one cigar. Like, that's hard to do. Where you got to no, you know, six cigars for three drinks. Like, like we smoke a bunch of cigars. For me to sit to yeah. to, to smoke upwards to three in a sitting, like <laughs> that's like that's a whole day. <laughs> that's a long yeah. That's a long day. So like, there's I mean they they always circumvent rules in whichever way. But like that's the one drawback to, to when people ask us if we're ever going to become a bar, I always first yeah. say no because I never want to be a bouncer again. I've I've been a bouncer before. I don't want to do it again. 
and then <laughs> just the rules that you have to abide by. No, and people in bars tend to become more shittier people. Oh yeah, like I'm I'm happy with just being the 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 little neighborhood cigar shop. Like that is just <laughs> we we have our lane, we stay in it, and we kill that lane, and that's all that matters. Well, uh, either way. If you ever get to meet the lobbyists for your, you know, your cigar tax and whatnot, send them my way. Send them to me because we need them badly. <laughs> they're they're talking about amping up to ninety five percent now. Ooh. Ooh. It was it was a hundred it was a hundred twenty. Somehow they able to knock it down to ninety five, but it's still it's still it's still a struggle here. Yeah. Ugh, that, that sucks. Yeah, but it's one of those things where all you can do is, you know, voice make your voice heard, and if they want to listen, they listen. If they don't, well, it's 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 all in who pays the most. <laughs> I mean, that's honestly what it is. <laughs> who pays more? Who pays more? Which lobbyist gets more of it? Yeah, we don't we don't get that. But well, you, you, you've only got twenty. Yes, yeah, so you've only got twenty-seven more weeks to deal with it. So, <laughs> but I'm not going to anywhere better though. <laughs> I kind of realize I'm pretty. I'm just really bad at choosing life decisions. You're going from frying pan to, to fire. Fire, things. yeah. Exactly. Uh, and Mimi told me that. I so I asked her about like, oh, what's the lounge setting looking like in Sacramento? Right? She's like, oh, all the lounges closes at seven. I'm like, wait, what? They close at seven. Uh, in the capital city, too. That's crazy. That's when like people get out of work and want to smoke. Yeah, okay? yeah. Oh man! So I have a lot of work ahead of me, <laughs> just to try to create this, recreate this community. What I have here, yeah. over there now. See, I mean, maybe you just need to open up your own, and you can be open till ten midnight. <laughs> well, on a brighter note, um, there has been a surge of prostitution robbery in New York City. That's that's, that's the good note. That's the good note because <laughs> just last month alone, there was three separate instances when while I was working overnight. Yeah, I had to call nine one one. Oh, because <laughs> like, like, like one of this situation, I checked the guy in. Yeah. And he was blatantly like drunk out of his mind. And the girl that he w- was with, or I think she was a girl, she was definitely a prostitute. You know? Yeah. There, there's all the telltale signs. And after checking them in, he came back down 20 minutes later. He's like, hey, uh, did I leave my phone and credit card here? Uh, my phone and debit card here. I'm like, no, you checked in with the Amex credit card. You oh. never took your phone out. God. Ugh. The guy definitely had a had a wedding ring on, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he is probably freaking the fuck out. Because he doesn't have a phone, he can't get an Uber. Yeah. Uh, he asked me to get him a car service. Uh, car dial seven Carmel is like seven seven seven. Whatever. Yeah. He's like, oh, I, my company has an account there. I could go home at least. <laughs> you got some explaining to do. 
So I, I think scenarios, things like that kind of keep me interested at work. Oh, you just need to like, you need to write a book about just all the experiences you've seen. So there is a book out there. Uh, it's a great and quick read too. It's called Heads and Beds. Yeah. I forgot the author. He basically started in the, in the hospitality industry and went through from Bellman all the way to like the front desk where I'm at and so on. So he, he does give out these little nuggets without disclosing who of all this weird scenario he went through. Uh, one of the most craziest uh, story he told was when he worked at I think the Peninsula, one of the higher end hotel uh, luxury hotel in the city. There was one guy that always comes once a month, pays top dollars, nobody asks any question, he does everything. But one time, he left a suitcase in the room. He forgot, and th- that guy was such a mysterious to all the workers there because he always tip everyone well, but he never uh, like divulged any personal information. So when he went to retrieve that suitcase, uh, his, he basically kind of wanted to take a sneak peek in what it was, what was in there. Yeah, it was. It was a bag full of diddles. <laughs> he was speechless and so he, disgusted he was like a and jig- intrigued at the same time. He was a gigolo. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, so but, I, I found it. Heads and Beds, a reckless memoir uh, of hotels, hostels, and so-called hospitality by yeah. Jacob Tom, uh, Tomsky. It's such a good read. If if you want a good laugh, I will recommend that book. Yeah, it's uh, let's see, two hundred and eighty pages. Yeah, it's a quick read. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Mm-hmm. I, I love oh I God. love like those underbelly, like the you know the Anthony Bourdain. Like you get to see what it's like in a kitchen. You get to see what it's like eating in different countries, stuff like that. Like I love those seedy underbelly, just you know tears away the curtain and this is what it actually is in this in this industry like more more should do that so in your you know in your job do you think something like that is feasible like a book like that would be feasible in so the like in construction no in cigar maybe but like i've always just heard stories of like pca and like the shit that happens down there. I mean, how you've been to PCA, you've seen kind of the after parties that, that happen and shit. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, <laughs> now tattoo shop wise. Absolutely. Like I've, I have so many stories of just what has happened at a tattoo shop for me being there for eight years or whatever, seen it firsthand, heard about it secondhand, being involved in it. It's some way like it's, yeah, I've always talked about like I I should do I should do like a memoir of of the tattoo shop. Like I've had everything from just like and we were full fledged piercing studio, so I've seen everything, done all that stuff, to like me physically having to throw out Nazis out of the tattoo shop. Like it's shit gets wild. Did they ask you to tat a swastika on them or something? So he, a, a dude came in and wanted the uh, the Third Reich eagle, and 
Well, first he comes in. Oh, first, first, first he comes in. He's like, "Hey, I want to get a tattoo." I'm like, "All right, cool. Yeah, what you want to do?" And he, you know, shows what he wants. And I was just like instantly like, "Get the fuck out of my shop!" And he had this look on his face. He's like, "What?" I'm like, "Nah, we don't fucking do that here. Get the fuck out!" And I'm pissed and everything. And he gets all lippy and everything. I'm like, "You say one more goddamn thing, I'm gonna throw you out of this shop." And then he dig. Then he does the like sig high salute. And I fucking lost it. I hopped the counter and like my hands are on him, throwing him out of the building. And he just has this look of terror because you've seen me. I'm a big guy. I'm quick on my feet. And he was not expecting me to be on him in that quick of a motion. And like, you know, in hindsight, could have something worse even happened? Absolutely. But, like, the one thing you're not going to do in my shop is do that. Especially, like, I'm not, like, there's stuff where, like, not everybody will tattoo, whatever. And we have the option of being nice on shit like that. Like, I'm not giving you pleasantry. Like, oh, no, I'm sorry. No, it's a straight up, like, get the fuck out of my shop. Like, that's what it is. And, like, so, another, like, that's the biggest one or one of the biggest ones. Another one was a guy stole my phone in the shop. Like I knew he had it. I didn't want to bust him out on it, but like, I was like, you know what? I know you have it. So I asked him, I was like, have you seen my phone? He's like, no, man, I haven't seen it. I was like, all right, well, I'm calling the cops up here, whatever. I'll check the cameras. He freaks out. He's like, oh no, man, I have it. I have it. And so like, one of the guys goes and locks the door and he was like, we don't call the cops here. Like all of us have something (laughs) on us or whatever. And he was just like, he got the shit beat out of him. I was like, Oh my God. What are you doing, man? Like this isn't a fucking bakery. It's a fucking tattoo shop. Like of all the places to try to steal something from somebody. And then like his, his girlfriend was getting pierced at the time. So I took his money and everything. And then, like, he didn't leave a tip for the piercer. I was like, ain't you not even going to fucking tip the guy? Get the hell out of here. And it was just like, it was bad. But, yeah, I have Holy I have shit. countless stories like that. Yeah, you, you need to write that memoir. Yeah. It would, we'll I, trade. I'll, I'll do my hotel. <laughs> you do your tattoo shop. Yeah, and if it, and if it's uh, and if it, the if the book is too small, maybe we can can combine them. <laughs> just like, a, like just the service industry. Yeah, oh, we could just dude. pull with that. I mean, and you got to think like I, I've got I've got a bunch of years in the in the back of house of a kitchen as well. I mean, I've you know I've done all that stuff. So like I have a. I'll tell a story about how I how I quit a restaurant by shoving a knife through the stainless steel table. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I'll, 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 put that that. I'll save that story for another show. <laughs> oh my! That's one industry I really want to get. I want to get into. I love cooking. Yeah. Um, I even have like my own little recipe book and stuff like that. Um, I only done. Right before COVID, about for three months, I worked as a kitchen assistant for a catering company, a very luxurious catering company called Newman's Kitchen. Yeah. It's an East Coast thing. I think they only have it in Philly and New York. And boy, I learned how, I, I learned quite a 
good amount of techniques within those three months. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I fully believe, like, you know how, like, uh, South Korea, like, you have to do a dedicated ar- army service time. And there's a lot of countries that do that. For America, I fully believe, like, you should do six months in back of house, six months in front of house, just so you will not be a dick to the people who deal with your food. Like, that is, like... Luckily, I've never been on a date or whatever where like the date was rude to to customers like to to a service people because that instantly you could be a top ten smoke show if you're rude to the wait staff or whatever. Done. Oh, it's it, it's over. Yeah. yeah, like I'm not I'm not gonna put up for that. Like I'm I'm easy. Like I know people get in the weeds. Whatever shit happens, you know, I don't care. Like it, it's fine. Shit happens. I've been there. You know, I, I'm, t- I'm t- even to the point now, like if I order something and it's not right, I'll deal with it. Like I don't, it doesn't bother me now. If it's like blatantly, like the chicken is, is like pink. Okay. Maybe oh, no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll say something then if I order the salmon and I get the trout instead, it's still a fucking fish. It's fine. I'll make note of it after the fact, like, Hey, I got this instead of this, just like, you know. If it's more, charge me more. If it's less, charge me less. I don't care. Like, but like, I'm not. I'm not gonna like eat a steak three quarters of the way. Be like, oh, it's too. It's too overcooked. Be like, no, nah, fuck that. You just ate the whole goddamn thing. It's fine. <laughs> like, what if they that. have balsamic? What if they accidentally add balsamic vinegar on your dish? Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> if if I read if if I read that it has balsamic. I'll usually say like, "Hey, could the chef, could the chef leave that off or put it on the side?" If they can't, or if I order something I didn't know that's on it, that's on me. Like I just like, "Oh fuck, it is what it is." Or I mean, there's been times where like I'll, I'll order another dessert just because I'm like, oh, "I'll still take this one." Like I'm, I'll pay for this one, but I, I just, I'm not gonna eat it. Like just, I'll take something else. Okay. But yeah, I'm, I'm. You're, you're, you're nice. Yeah, I mean, like. I, I see- I do say I say the same thing though. Not in not in the kitchen, but any retail store. I work oh, uh, yeah. at yeah. Abercrombie. On, I worked at Abercrombie, front of the house, back of the house. Holy shit, people can be animals. Oh, dude! Like it, I mean, it's the same in this in a cigar shop. It's like people. I mean, I've said it tons of times. Like, oh man, your job is awesome. We're at a cigar shop. Like, yeah, it's cool. But at the end of the day, it's still retail. Like that's, you know, like the majority of our customers are awesome, but just like everything else in life, there's some ones it's like, please leave. <laughs> like I, I'm trying to be nice and like keep a happy face. And like the first rule is the customer is not always right. The customer sometimes is an asshole and I'll be fine with like pointing that out, but I'm going to be like gracious and like direct you in a nice way. But then you only get so much, like, nice grace until it's finally, like, quit fucking putting the cigar up to your fucking nose. <laughs> There's only so much I can do. <laughs> like, like, all the stuff you just did, you just bought all those. So, whoever came up with that quote, the customer is always right. I want to go back in time oh, just, and really just, give him. Strangle him. Just strangle him. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's so bad. There's a there's a guy on YouTube and he he does like little little videos called Bistro Huddy, 
and he breaks down like the restaurant industry really well on all on all aspects and he makes just like little he plays every character so it's edited really nicely together um but he breaks down front of house back house like how to handle shit when you're in the weeds you know stuff like that so that's and they're all funny so you gotta you gotta check those out all right send that my way yeah uh, i just i just try try always try different or try to come up with different ways how to say no in a nice nice way yeah i think i'm like running out of options though <laughs> so like it's it's funny like one of the things that like that brandon has got on to me before it's not gone to me but he's like when something happens and somebody takes a shot at Weston or Brandon and it comes out of left field like out of nowhere he'll always look at me and he's like don't because he knows like I fucking take that shit personally and like I'm the I'm like I I want to be the guard dog and go after whoever but like it's not my place you know taking the high road is better but I'll miss sometimes taking the high road fucking sucks (laughs) like I don't want to do it all the time if you visit here before I leave, I want you to come to come come work with me for a day. <laughs> Stand right next to me. I would love to see that reaction. I would have yeah. I would have just years of bi- of like built up. <laughs> just, your your last week. Your last week I'll try to get up there. <laughs> oh my oh, that's that's a bad week to get there because I will be reckless myself. <laughs> just, just tag team. <laughs> we fucking like, uh, like the like the, the Bash Brothers back in the eighties. Just <laughs> did tag <Aww>. you in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be the fall of the a service industry in New York City, right there. Oh yeah, I can only imagine. Like it's, yeah, I, everybody, everybody should experience some sort of service in, industry at one point in their life. It would make it, it would make a, a people a lot more just, you know, not so condescending and just. You know what? What grinds my gear the most is when the customer start off their sentence with, I'm not the usual one to bitch. Oh, yeah. I never do this. Like bullshit. Whether, yeah, whether they type that in an email, in a review, or say it to my face while they have to make a complaint. A lot of them are complaints are valid. Yeah. But don't say that. Yeah. Because you, you're opening up to a case of you are bitching out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm trying. I'm, I'm just like going through my brain. The last time. Uh, the last. I think. Okay. So the last time I actually had to say something, it was. It was. Mo was with me, and we were at the hospital, and we had to go for her post-op after we, after she had her ectopic pregnancy pregnancy and had the surgery and we lost the baby and everything. Like we were stuck uh-huh. at the clinic for man, like 45 minutes and nobody came into the room. And finally I reached my, I stuck my head out. I'm like, Hey, is it, what, what's going on here? And it, everybody was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. They come in. And like, I was telling I was telling the doctor and Mo actually had to like calm me down. I was like, listen, like not every person who comes in this office is having a joyous fucking occasion. So like you need to like really look at what you're look at who's on the docket. Like we're here for this fucking reason and you're just gallivanting back and forth 
you know, just doing whatever. <laughs> like, it's fine, but like I even said, like, and I and I think it kind of like resonated. Like, not everybody who's in this pregnancy ward is here for a fucking joyous occasion. Like, we're here because we lost we lost one, and you have to do all the post op mm-hmm. shit. So. Like that was a lot, and Mo was like, "She's like, calm down, it's fine." I'm like, "I'm, I'm calm. I just need her to know, like, this isn't a joyous occasion while we're here." Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you probably went through quite a few of few of those experiences. Yeah, and it doesn't help whenever this starts barking at you. Like, I'm already like, <laughs> I'm already got people on their defenses. Like, I'm a yeah. fucking teddy bear. Like, I don't like confrontation. Like I, for those who knows you, <laughs> yeah, for the people who know me, I'm a fucking teddy bear. But the way I look, yes, I understand. When this fucking comes at you, it's gonna be a little shocking. I think all those years of a of a of a screamo metal kind of <laughs> comes out of that. Uh, <laughs> dude, I got. So you ever heard of the band Ginger? No. Oh, I got to send it to you. All right. So I got tickets to Ginger, and it's a Ukrainian metal band where the lead singer, her name is Tatiana, and she does both the unclean and clean vocals. A beautiful, angelic voice that just turns into the spawn of Satan. It's so good. I'll send it to you when we get done. Okay. Well, good that both Mark and Steve isn't here talking about the country music, so... (laughs) Um, I, I like this. I like this change of face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, you'll hear uh, you'll hear tomorrow's show that comes out about the hat I bought. So this is like a future callback. They say it's okay. a cowboy hat. I don't know if it's a cowboy hat, but I bought a hat. <laughs> I mean, is it is it big? Does it have wings? It it's a full brim hat. Like I'll send you a picture of it tonight when I get home. Okay. <laughs> But you'll you'll hear them, like uh, by the time this comes out, this would already be a week older. I pull it out because I had them close their eyes. I pull it out of the bag. I put it on, and they're like, "Oh my god!" Do you hear banjo while you're wearing that hat, <laughs> dude? It's you just have to listen. You you listen to the show. It's it's crazy. Okay. <laughs> uh, I keep forget. You keep saying tomorrow, and I just I know forgetting it, it's Sunday today. Holy yeah, shit! It's like the the new the new schedule is weird. <laughs> But <laughs> I enjoy it. It, get, it. It frees me up a little bit. That's good. Yeah. That's good. But my cigar is done. It looks like yours is done as well. Pretty close. Yeah, we're going an hour and a half of rolling solo tonight. So <laughs> I like this. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. You know, it's 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 easy like s- Sunday morning. Like I think that was a song I heard in the background that. <laughs> That was one of them. I heard some. I heard, I heard, I heard some uh, some uh, some good eighties classics going on. They just keep bumping. I'm like, turn off, turn lower, lower. Uh, oh well. Yes, hey. This is this will be the um, this will be an episode for the ambient the, the, yeah, the this, shop ambient. This is the ambient show. I mean, this is what it's like in a cigar shop. I mean, that's what it is. So I'm pretty sure I heard somebody say "suck my dick" as well. So. Probably too bad. Sorry, Space Noob. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, All right. We will talk to everybody next week.
Take care. Oh man, it's so weird. I keep, I keep like, <laughs> wait, 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 Mark. Wait, wait, wait. Be the goods. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we'll, we'll talk about it. Cilantro. Awesome.